Georgia's DBHDD is warning all Georgians that half of all opioid deaths happen at home when people take an oxy or a perk with a glass of alcohol for stress or to sleep. Learn more about protecting families from opioid overdoses at opioidresponse.info. If you like hearing the news from around the state here on Georgia Today, you'll probably like hearing how Georgia's agriculture economy feeds the country and the world on a fork in the road. I'm David Zelsky, and on the Fork in the Road podcast, we feature stories from Georgia's farmers, fishermen, merchants, artisans, chefs, and others who help provide Georgia-grown products to folks in the Peach State and beyond. Find it online at gpb.org podcast or download it on your favorite podcast platform. Welcome to the Georgia Today podcast from GPB News. Today is Thursday, December 7th. I'm Peter Biello. On today's episode, the Georgia legislature gives final approval to new court-mandated voting maps. Georgia health agencies want to make preventative medication for HIV more accessible, and we'll let you know where the U.S. Soccer Federation headquarters will be located. These stories and more are coming up on this edition of Georgia Today. The Georgia House has given final passage to a new congressional map that adds majority black districts but keeps the existing partisan makeup. As GPB's Stephen Fowler reports, a federal judge will review the proposals later this month. The GOP proposal adds a majority black congressional district in Atlanta's western suburbs following a judge's order on paper and also making another Atlanta district majority black as well. House Redistricting Chairman Rob Leverett said complaints about the maps are disingenuous. So to say that you're disenfranchising someone by creating a new district in which that's going to happen, that just, that strains logic from my perspective. But to make those majority black districts, GOP lawmakers remade the 7th Congressional District from majority non-white and Democratic to majority white and Republican. A federal judge will review the maps at a hearing on the 20th. For GBB News, I'm Stephen Fowler. State-assisted living community regulators are proposing new rules that would reduce staffing requirements at memory care facilities. The Georgia Department of Community Affairs currently requires two direct care workers for each floor or unit in an assisted living community. The new rule would require the same number of workers, but for the entire family. Former Columbus City Council member John House recently moved to Peachtree City to care for his wife, Marilyn, who has Alzheimer's disease. He says he had her in memory care for five weeks and can't imagine safer care with less staffing. To put them at risk like that, just it boggles my mind why anybody would think that is a good thing. The Department of Community Affairs hasn't responded to questions from GPB about why they proposed the rule change. The agency is seeking public comment on it through December 13th. Georgia health agencies want to make preventative medication for HIV more accessible. GPB Sophie Gratis has more from a meeting of a state public health committee this week. Georgia has the highest rate of people living with HIV in the country. To encourage prevention, a bill proposed by the Department of Public Health, slated for the upcoming legislative session, will make post-exposure prophylaxis, or PEP, available over-the-counter through a standing order from the Commissioner of Health. Anyone will be able to use that order as a prescription for PEP, which decreases the risk of HIV if taken within three days of exposure. DPH says it will be especially helpful for survivors of sexual assault. DPH also wants statewide access to pre-exposure prophylaxis, or PrEP, by 2025. 
It's currently available in 102 county health departments. That will help more people get patient assistance as well, as PrEP can cost thousands of dollars a year without it. For GPB News, I'm Sophie Gratis. Developers broke ground this week on a new apartment building in Atlanta's Reynoldstown neighborhood that will turn a prominent eyesore into supportive housing for low-income or unhoused people. The Atlanta Beltline is investing more than a half million dollars in the Ralph David House, which was formerly a motel on Atlanta's Moreland Avenue near the on-ramp of I-20 West. The apartments will be reserved for people who were previously unhoused or are earning less than 30% of the area's median income. The Atlanta Beltline is working toward its goal of preserving or creating 5,600 units of affordable housing before the completion of the City Circling Trail by 2030. The apartments are expected to open in fall next year. The Georgia Department of Transportation is taking steps toward building hydrogen fueling stations. The agency has released a notice of intent to advertise and plans to put out a request for proposals next year. They're looking for a developer to build a publicly accessible hydrogen fueling station in southeast Georgia. The technology is in the early stages of development, but is seen as a promising technology for recharging commercial vehicles, including large trucks. A new pediatric behavioral health unit has opened in Macon. It's part of an effort to meet the mental health needs of children in the region. GPB's Ellen Eldridge has more. Suicide is one of the leading causes of death for Georgia children between ages 10 through 17. As a result, mental health care experts are trying to meet the growing demands for crisis and outpatient treatment. Dr. John Wood is the medical director at Atrium Health Services, adult and pediatric emergency departments in Macon. He says this three-bed unit is part of their 112-bed children's hospital that serves central and south Georgia. I think, you know, our entire state could use additional mental health resources, and, and I know this is being addressed at the state level. Wood says it's a challenge for pediatricians to manage behavioral health, and a psychiatrist is ideal to manage psychiatric medications. For GPB News, I'm Ellen Eldridge. U.S. soccer has picked Fayette County, south of Atlanta, as the site for its national training center. The organization said today it would locate its headquarters, 27 soccer fields, and other facilities at a 200-acre site near the movie studio and planned community Trillith. Chicago-based U.S. soccer chose the Atlanta area for its national headquarters in September. Today, it said it chose the Fayette County location because of its proximity to Atlanta's Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport and its ability to drive economic impact locally. One of the last surviving tickets from the very first Masters tournament has been sold for a little less than a quarter million dollars. Christie's auctioned the rare 1934 ticket yesterday as part of a collection of otherwise mostly baseball memorabilia from Canadian musician Getty Lee of the rock band Rush. Christie's described its original owners only as a prominent Augusta family that owned a local retail business. The price printed on the ticket for the final round of play was $2.20, or about $50 in today's money. In other sports news, the Brooklyn Nets defeated the Atlanta Hawks by one point in a back-and-forth game at State Farm Arena last night, final score 114-113. to The Hawks now head to Philadelphia to meet the 76ers tomorrow night. And the Atlanta Braves have bid farewell to relief pitcher Kirby Yates. He signed a one-year, $4.5 million contract with the Texas Rangers yesterday. Yates will be 37 on opening day next year. He was 7-2 with five saves and a 3.28 ERA last season and helping the Atlanta Braves to a major league best 104 wins. Atlanta lost to Philadelphia in the NL Division Series. Yates made his postseason debut in Game 2 against the Phillies, with the right-hander throwing a scoreless inning in Atlanta's victory. 
And that is it for this edition of Georgia Today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm taking the day off tomorrow. My colleague Orlando Montoya will be with you. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that will pop up in your podcast feed tomorrow afternoon. And if you want to learn more about any of the stories you heard today, visit gpb.org news. And as always, if you've got feedback or maybe a story idea, we would love to hear from you. Email us. The address is georgiatoday at gpb.org. I'm Peter Biello. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.